time for the Magpie 24-7 Podcast with your hosts, Kyle Thompson and Paul Rudder. Discussing all things Newcastle United, passionate, unfiltered, unfiltered, and totally black and white by fans for fans. What's happening, everyone? It's Kyle for the Magpie 24-7 podcast. And this podcast has been long in waiting, not just because my internet is shit, but a positive podcast, Paul, because Newcastle win a football match. I'll, I'll, I'll say it again for those who are hard of hearing. With Newcastle United have won, won, three points, won a football match. It's the third time in 23 games. It's a rarity. It's nearly rarer than Christmas at this point. This year, it's nearly rarer than Christmas. And it already comes round once a bastard year. But we've won a game, Paul. We've won a game. Us demanding bunch of complete and utter bastards. Yes, we're over the moon. We're over the moon that we have beaten Burnley. Yes, not Barcelona. Clear ears out. Burnley at Turf Turf Moor, which... which, to be honest, it, it does have special memories because we went there uh, under Rafa and we won. And everybody, we always remember the tent. We always talk about the tent. Uh, yeah. The tent outside for the away supporters, a very unique ground, very old-fashioned. But, yeah, yeah over, over, over the moon, absolutely over the moon. Uh, and I've been giddy as a kipper. Yeah, last night I was uh, itching for the podcast. Obviously, thank you very much, PlusNet. You have not done proud. a proud. We also tagged <laughs> you in the video last night about it, and you still didn't have the decency uh, to, to get back or comment on us. Shame on Plusnet. Shame, shame, shame. Hang your head. Hashtag any 29 outage. <laughs> Disgusting service it was, but uh, no, o- over the moon. Um, it, it just does. It, it feels so, so long, and I think you know it wasn't a fantastic game of football. But as we've said consistently, mate, over the recent weeks, points not, you know, positives. And, you know, in spite of Steve Bruce, we, you know, we managed to get a victory and and take a massive stride forward. We're not safe, but we've taken a massive stride forward in in what we managed to accomplish over the weekend, courtesy of a little uh, certain uh, Frenchman. How, How does he not get in the French national side, by the way? It beggars belief to me, mate. But yeah, you probably know by now it's probably going to sound like the Alan St. Maxman fan club tonight. And damn right it is. Two two members of two out of two members on Magpie 24 7 fans of Alan St. Maxman after yesterday. What a surprise. But uh, it's, yeah. What most exciting player we have had since you had him been half as or Johan Kabai. A player, mate, who can just come on. And the game can be as shite as you like. And it, what the game was shite. Anyone who started, tries to dress it up and put a pretty bow on it and stuff like that is, is off the tits. Uh, that game was absolutely dreadful. But just as Hatton Benarfi used to, just as Johan Kabai used to, uh, you know, in, in years gone by, Alan St. Maximum comes on and, oh my word, pocket rocket. What an impact. Yeah. Um, and the first person to have that, it's such an impact. Since uh, Rolando Aaron's back against Spurs, coming on, having that sort of an impact, a substitute, setting one up and scoring a goal. So, yeah, uh, over the moon. But, yeah, we make no apologies for the fact that it is going to be 
and Alan St. Maximum Bluefest. Um, yeah, <laughs> the man, the man, the man is an absolute legend. We love him, and 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 he gets it, and he proves the old adage of you don't have to be born in any one, um, or even I don't know, a Gateshead, a Cramington postcode, uh, or anything else like that to 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 get what this club is about. Alison Maximum gets it, uh, and boy, have we missed him over these last few games that he's been out. Yeah, we we'll have, mate, and uh, you, you, it, 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 we've missed him so much. Like as we we'll always, we we'll go to the starting team, and it just lacked any anything, mate. Just uh, since like, when Wilson's been out, Miggy, um, Maxi as well. When they've been out, we've just been devoid of any creativity whatsoever. Mm. Um, obviously, it, it would help if we were set up properly as well. Don't get us wrong. Yeah, he doesn't but... know tactics. What are you on about? He doesn't bloody know <laughs> tactics. You know that. No, honestly, man, that's starting. Um, that's starting. That team sheet. The the, the lads who start at the game. It's it, it's like a, a Christmas when you get a tub of, um, you know, uh, like a tub of sweets, and you're left with something shite, like just crunchies at the bottom, or you know, something shit, and you're like, oh god, I've, we've eaten all the good ones. We've only got this left, and and that's what that team sheet looked like. It. Um, it's a typical. It, it was a typical Steve Bruce approach. It, it it's not broken. Don't mix it. We don't. You know, we, we won't change things. Um, we won't put strongest players in strongest positions. It's just we'll jostle things around. But I, I, I wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised. But I was over the moon that a certain, well, should be number nine. But Callum Wilson, uh, I was most pleased about the fact that he returned. Uh, you know, to, to the well, fold. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. didn't start. Obviously, him and Maxi came on together, but the starting team again. I'm surprised Dwight Gale got a start because last week he was he shit, was and this week again yeah. he had been shit. He had a he had an absolute sitter by the way in the first half, and he missed it, uh, which led to the penalty, which we'll talk about in a bit. But three-year contract, mate. I the rumours are three-year contract. Um, from in the nose, if you tend to believe them or not. Uh, he hasn't got any contract wrong, contracts wrong in the past, so I tend to believe that this might be true. I mean, I'm not going. I'm not full harm saying it's true. Believe me, but it's just believe yeah, what you that's will. The, that's the uh, the natter, isn't it? Yeah. Then the, the talk is a three year contract for Dwight Gill, which I think if he manages to get that, I think he's managed to win the lottery. Uh, to be honest, because he's I think he's 30 already, so it'll take him to 33 years old, Paul. And I think that's it's a very very unlike Mike Ashley, isn't it? Yeah. Very unlike Ashley's Newcastle lad. I think the reason is because of the interest of him over the past couple of years. And I think he still sees the sell-on value in Dwight Gale amongst the championship because he's got that reputation to score a lot of goals in the championship. So I think that's the reason. Yeah. Well, to, yeah. To me, to me, I, I, I agree. I, I think I said uh, beforehand when we were in uh, previous... Uh, disguises that I would have got rid of Dwight Gale. Um, I would have cashed in a long time ago and I'd have used that cash originally to buy Solomon Rondon. If we were going to try and uh, obviously get in a contract and and and, uh, and then still sell him on in the summer, then an Armstrong, somebody like that, bring somebody yeah. else in, roll the dice because it's just not working. I know last end of last season, mate, he come in against Bournemouth, against, against well. the end of that season. He did fantastically well, but um, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's better than seeing uh, certain players playing up top, but he just doesn't score enough, does he? Doesn't score enough, doesn't do enough. 
not clinical enough, and I don't it's, think he's long-term answer. It's just consistency, mate. But I think, um, I think True Faith made an excellent point. It's that he's, it's a lot of these players, mate. They they don't play for several months, and then Bruce throws them in at the deep end out of desperation, and like it's a case of are they rusty, or is there a problem with them, or has there been a problem with them? I mean, Sean Longstaff, who we'll probably talk about soon because we'll have to, yeah. we'll, have, um, we'll have different opinions on his performance yesterday. Um, he's came in and done okay since in those two games, but very harsh, harsh, before, very harsh. Before, <laughs> before the like before then, he wasn't in the squad for before the Sheffield United defeat, where he got blamed for the Sheffield United defeat. It's very bizarre. There was a couple of really bizarre choices. I think Joe Willock on the bench was a disgrace. Him not getting any game time was a disgrace, considering how much of a breath of fresh air he is in that midfield. Yeah, and like, considering as well John Joe uh, Sheldy, it was about as much yeah, as I was going to talk I like I don't want to get too negative because obviously we've won a, won a game of football but the, with a poor performance and a couple of tactical choices but the winner side why does John Joe Shelby keep getting picked? Mm. It, it baffles my mind. There's, maybe. There's, 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 a separate, there's a separate thing made. We, we can look and we're over the moon. We're ecstatic uh, delighted bit, yeah. that Newcastle have got a victory. However, Looking longer term, looking back at the season that he's had, looking forward to the difficult games that are coming up. Um, John Joe Shelby is a major bone of contention and is a major problem in this side. And Howard Joe Willick is sat on the bench when John Joe Shelby is a guaranteed a criminal. Yeah, he, he, he starts week in, week out, guaranteed, no matter bloody what. He, he literally he could nick. Um, he could nick Steve Bruce's apple pie if he's misses, and he would still be in that starting eleven. It's, it's shocking, is, absolutely shocking. What's worse, he's not just starting games, mate. He's the captain. He's the captain mm. of the team, and he's not even coming off the goal. The, the first goal, seriously, the ball goal. That uh, Chris Wood yeah. beat Fernandez, which was bizarre to me. I thought Clark and Fernandez were particularly piss poor yesterday. yesterday. Uh, but um, that aside, the, the goal was atrocious. And Shelby's, like, Vidra was in the centre, and, and, and Shelby's just ball watching. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If he goes into the space t about five yards to his right, he cuts that pass out. Do you know what he I mean? Needs, it's more he awareness any energy. And, and this is why, I mean, we'll get on to Sean in, in, in a minute, but he's he's doing twice the work. And, and I personally think, and looking back on the season again, all of our victories, all of our better performances come when John is in there. Because what John does, and does really, really well when he's next to John Joe, is he does a lot of running for him. He has to do twice the amount of running because uh, because John Joe uh, Shelby is such a lazy bastard. And I was screaming, screaming at the fucking screen when I was watching that. Yeah, I was like, I was lazy little bastard. I was like, we're literally balls deep in this fight and, and you just can't be bothered you can't be bothered to juggle. you can't be bothered to, to, to go that See, extra mile that's, that's all of that money made that he's on it is absolutely fucking criminal what that man did and it's not it is not a one-off and for all these people who no, no, one of our better no. players we were shite first half mate honestly bar a couple barring a, a few uh, performances I've got Jacob Meff who was alright first half uh, Dubravka uh, kept obviously is, is yeah, kept they're, they're during the game and stuff like that. Sure. But we 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 were shocking to so those people saying, "Well, he, he was one of our better performers." Aye, because we were shite. Who we were another shite. Shelby was that, one of better performers. Yeah, that's oh. that is one thing getting said. And, and I looked at Ooh. one of the stats today. I can't remember who it is off the top of my head, but 
on the average scores that they gave out, John Joe Shelby got the third highest score and nearly choked and fell off the chair oh, when I read it. I wasn't having it. I, oh, I'll have to try and refine that out and put it under on, on, uh, on the Twitter. But on, on, what I, on what I looked on, uh, he was the third highest uh, scoring player in uh, in that match. But for me, he did. I mean, and I know people will go, well, he passed the ball to ASM for the goal. Honestly, my grand could have put that pass through. So let's just not even start with that. He was a proper lazy bastard <laughs> from start of the Oh, and you no, know what? No. Even if even if I had been intoxicated before the match had, had, had commenced, and I put John Joe's name down in the stand team sheet, I would have hooked him. I'd have probably hooked him uh, sometime in the first half because he, he just does nothing. He, he can't put the tackles in, mate. The Hollywood balls is an absolute myth. He doesn't score anywhere near enough goals. He he doesn't break a fucking sweat. He looks like he smokes forty a day, and. Um, no, it, it's literally it's time's come. He, he can get run third highest, surely not. Yeah, yeah, it like, was on one of them score. You know, like uh, like um, the who scored where they where they put them into uh, into oh, the, game, no. the, the score for the game. That's and you saw my highest one, John Joe Shelby is third on that list. I nearly choked when I saw it earlier on. It's like you're taking the piss of your like surely. I'll, I'll answer this with a question to you and the people listening. When Ben Arthur scored that goal against Bolton, where he ran through the opposition right from his own half, who passed him the ball? Who passed him the ball? Nobody remembers who passed him the ball. Everybody remembers the flick, the turn, yeah. and running at the defence and scoring a beautiful goal. That's Pure exactly hell. what he did. Shelby is not getting any credit whatsoever for that flipping pass. Not a chance. And as for as as for Shelby, mate, like. For he, me, he'll have that today on, on his phone. He, he'll, he'll have that is is his screensaver that 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 he look at me. I set the goal up. He'll he'll be asking Charlie for his assist bonus. He'll be like, "Come on, man, come on!" <laughs> I, I, I set up a goal here. I, I want an extra few coins. I can't survive on me ninety grand a week. Come on, man, Charlie, get your um, in your pocket. You you tight bastard. For me, I mean, like I said before, I don't want to, I don't want to go too negatively as a win, and I want to talk about Maximin and the cows come home. But oh, the Shelby for me, he's one of the highest paid players, Paul. And like, yeah, he's meant to be this pass master. He's meant to be able to control games and and really implement his, his, his ability. He's ability that he allegedly has on teams. Now I'm not sit, gonna sit here and say he should dominate games like against Chelsea, Arsenal, Man City, uh, Tottenham, West Ham. Nobody expect that. Teams at the top of the table, I wouldn't expect that. But in games like Wolves, in games yeah. like West Brom, Burnley, Fulham, no, yes. right, at the at the games at the bottom that are huge, I'd expect John Joe Shelby, ninety grand a week, highest paid player, to go out there and boss a midfield and dominate yeah, the game. Sweat. And, and ask another question to everybody, right? When was the last time John Joe Shelby bossed a game of football for Newcastle United? When was the last time? Because in, to my mind, the last time John Joe Shelby bossed a game of football for Newcastle United was hmm, I'd probably say Fulham. Under Fulham Ruffin, away. Rappers last game. game. Yeah, he, he, him and Jerome bossed that midfield together. And that's the yeah. last time I think I've seen John Joe Shelby run a midfield, mate. That's the and last you, time. You know, the, the, the last time I even probably cheered the lad with that, I thought, oh, he's made... Only he would score that goal. Uh, and the only other occasion that springs to mind is a Bramall lane. He was switched on 
and he was alert and he took advantage of a ludicrous situation to score as a second goal yeah. against Sheffield United last season. Now, that and the Fulham away performance uh, in Rafa's last game is literally it for me. I can't think of where, you know, and we were saying before the game, please, please, please do not eat, do not select John Joe Shelby because he's bang out of form. Um, but then you're looking at it and he's started and you're like, please don't make him captain. You have started Matt Ritchie. If anybody hasn't listened to the to the commentary, that the alternative view from the Spurs game, listen to that. Listen to the goals going in. Listen to the screens. Listen to the organisation, the passion, the determination. That is your captain. That's your leader. Yeah, it, 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 I just don't say I don't say, mate. What Steve Bruce sees in John Joe Shelby. Never mind selecting him, but certainly for captain of Newcastle United, it, it's. No. Um, it's it's beyond a joke. It's, it's an insult. It's like it's it's like a person being a D on the headlights, which is the person ironically, the person that's picking him to be captain is in in, in the headlights themselves as a deer. So it's yeah. it's just it's just total from the from the top down, mate, just absolutely embarrassing. But But the first half was let's sum it up pretty quickly. Aye, the the first half, mate, we got played off the park. And for me, the only person who can take the only people that can take any credit for me out of that first half is um, Martin Dubravka and um, and, and, and Jacob Murphy. I think Jacob Murphy Mm -hmm. handled Dwight McNeil, their key threat, very well. Um, but the rest of the team didn't. Again, mate, the same problems. Uh, the ball was getting through the midfield far too easily. We're getting split by one ball about 50 times. We're meant to be playing wing-backs and we're getting split by one yeah. ball. We had one or two decent crosses put, uh, put in, but they, 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 they were aimless. I thought Richie was maybe OK, but again, you could hear him barking out. He wasn't impressed with stuff. But you're right, we were getting cut open left, right and centre and the goal is embarrassing. It is shocking, shocking, shocking. But I just feel that with Jamal Lascelles out, I think the balance of the defence, I think Clark had to slightly move away from what he's used to. Uh, Paul Dummett became that more uh, of a physical presence in in the defence. And I thought Paul Dummett was all right yesterday. Um, But Fernandez in particular, Clark in particular in the back five, didn't impress me uh, at all. And I can only say with Fernandez, mate, he, he, again, he's been out, he, he's been injured, he's come back in, he's been thrown back into it because we, we loaned out and are paying the wages of Florian Lejeune over in Spain. Uh, we've got a few injuries as well at centre-back. But I, I will say this, I was very relieved to see no um, Emil Kraft because I'd, I'd have shit kittens if I'd have, if, if he If he'd have started that game, no matter how bad Fernandez was, would have been hell on. Because can you imagine how bad he, he would have been? He's been, he's, got he's been bloody terrible, Paul. Last yeah. couple of games, Emil Kraft. I was happy he didn't start, and I thought he'd cheekily start Jeff Hendrick as well because he he like he has this fetish for starting Hendrick and Shelby together. And I was I, talking, I, I, I was put a tweet out. What? I put a tweet out fifteen minutes before, and it, it went Don't crazy. Yeah, with, with with the Steve Brooks looking looking at Jeff Hendrick, and I was like, "Don't you." Don't you dare um, embarrass yourself. And I know he's he's having a few senior moments and stuff recently, but uh, again, uh, Jeff Hendricks has done nothing. To be fair, though, like we said, John Joe Shelby's done nothing and he's a guaranteed starter. So you've always got that worry with Bruce. Um, 
Willie, Willie, Willie bring him in. Um, yeah. and, and, I wouldn't have brought him on at the yeah. end. You know, when, when he come yeah. on at the end of the match, I was like, no. oh, sit back down, you useless twat. Sit back <laughs> down. Don't fuck this up. I was like, you are going to... Because I, I was joking on with the missus. I, I said, um, it's going to be ML Kraft. I said, he's, he's going to try and... He's going to bring my blood pressure up. He's going to bring Kraft up. And Hendrick, I was like, oh, no. I said, it's, he, he's just tried the double bluff there. I said, it's as bad as being on ML Kraft. But, um, yeah, it was a little bit of an insult. It was a little bit like, oh, do you remember playing again when you were a regular starter? <laughs> now you're shy. I'll bring you on for 30 seconds. Unlucky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, it's, it's really what it was. It was a slap in the face towards the end, bringing bring Jeff Hendrick on. But I thought, honestly, one of them would start, and I'm happy neither and neither of them did. But he has this fetish for like bringing in John Joe Shelby and Kraft together, and he plays them both in the midfield. And I was talking about yesterday, and I, honestly, I'm looking back from when I've started supporting Newcastle, and I've supported Newcastle for the best up to come up to 20 years now. Christ, I'm showing my age, but. Um, in 20 years, mate, I don't think I've seen a midfield partnership that's played in the Premier League. I've seen a couple of bad ones in the Cup and stuff, obviously, because you play the reserves. But in the league, on a weekly basis, I don't think I've seen a partnership for Newcastle United as bad as that one. There is no, in in like the comments and stuff, if you have seen a worse one. But for me, I haven't seen a worse partnership. Because um, the two of them, they don't know what they're doing. They just jog around like headless chickens. Yeah. Off the time they, pa- they don't pass forward. They, they're just shit. They're just pure mm-hmm. shit. Um, the, the, we are crying out. Whatever money is available in the summer. Creative it has, it has to, Yeah, It must be. Because um, we are being rinsed week in, week out. Uh, I've got some thoughts on Sean Longstaff and Matty Longstaff, which we'll, we'll get on to after we looked at the second half. But um, for me, for 90 grand a week, we're being fleeced. And then what, whatever we're playing, what, what playing, whatever we're paying uh, for Jeff Hendrick and stuff as well, uh, to, to be honest, we might as well donate it to the food bank because it would be a more constructive use of, of the cash. No, that would be put to, to good use. Jeff Hendrick, he, he, Jeff Hendrick is absolutely fucking useless and we've just touched on for the past five or so minutes uh john joe as, as well it, we lack energy if you look at some of the other uh, the premier league midfielders the athleticism the energy the drive the determination i, I was just like uh del boy and rodney pulling yeah. up you know to compare to harrods it's that sort of comparison uh it it's really is a huge area and it has been for a while and it needs um, it needs a major freshening up over this summer. But I fear a lot I of things need freshening up in the summer, mate. Uh, we need new owners. We need new manager. We need <laughs> new players as well. But, I mean, I, I'm not expecting too much. In fact, I'm expecting no. nothing at all on that front. But you Mr. never. Mrs. Bruce is even after a new husband, uh, supposedly. <laughs> so everybody's after a refresh, like well. Well, oh well, well, the Fulham game was on. She was, he was get, he was eating a nice apple pie, apparently, and stuff. You know, you, you mean, from what he's put through, he's got to win this mess, and he has the audacity. I, I, I wasn't. I'm in, in the fetal position. I, on the I, I God. When, when Fulham are on, and we dropped into the bottom three, I couldn't eat. When we dropped into the bottom three, I couldn't eat. He's eating apple pies at his fucking table, and what? Like, just to show an interest, how are you? Come on. But yeah. um, no, it, it's just, 
it's it's just it's mental. It's the thing is, mate. It's been that it's been that mad of a season. It's 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 more relief than it is. I'm buzzing about the result because still, yeah. the performance was absolutely terrible. We were we yeah. were looking to be two down at the break. Um, yeah. they had easily open, and the goal, like you say, is embarrassing. Um, the one mistake I think Jacob Murphy made, he committed himself too much. Uh, the ball goes into Chris Wood. And the amount of times he beat our defenders for pace. I mean, when you when you talk about Chris Wood, pace is not the word you use to describe Chris Wood. Yet he no. keeps beating them for pace. He sucks, three, he sucks all three defenders in after Clark and Fernandez just stand in front of him. They do the Stephen Taylor trick where they run twenty five yards backwards. Uh, he cuts across them, cross the box, Vidra at one 0 no problem. Easy as you like, mate. Easy goal. It's, it's totally yeah. embarrassing. And they talked about it at half time. Oh, there's not enough Newcastle players back. Like, and I think one of the pundits went, there's seven players back. Like, how many how, times? How, how many more do you want back? And this is the trouble, mate. When you play five at the back with, with two older midfielders or whatever, that's seven players back. Seven players playing defensively plus your keeper. How are you supposed to score the goals and spring forward if you do have so many players who are sitting so deep? And. Um, to be fair though, that there's no excuse or justification for that goal. If Vidra hits a screamer and it flies in the net, if you, you know, cut open well, if it's a great cross and it's a fantastic uh, header or whatever, then you've got to hold your head up. But, but it wasn't mate. We're it, was it, it, it was charity work. It, it, it this is what I mean. Like you touched on before, although we've won, it, it is a sense of relief. It wasn't because we played champion football. We don't do that. If you're comparing uh, some of some of the fine victories that you might see when you watch European football or international football, like like a fine champagne, wear a bottle of um, an empty bottle of Iron Brew that somebody's pissed in. You know what I mean? And slung it. It was a dis. It was a terrible, disgusting, flat performance. And and this and the worrying thing at at that time was this game had such huge ramifications potentially. Is going down, staying up. Uh, it would, it, you know, it would make a massive statement. We all like spoke the game, on, yeah, huge yeah, exactly the same as the Bright game, the same as the Sheffield United game. Big game, Newcastle bottling it. Um, and then you just felt after Fulham fluffed the line to the 92nd minute on Friday, you, you were sitting there thinking, first half, if we go about these, get the victory, that is a psychological yeah. kick of the nuts for Fulham and Scott Parker. So it was imperative that we got the victory today to put a psychological uh, stamp on uh, Fulham. We don't want to give them any more encouragement. And it was it, it was during that first half, it was like Fulham had said, oh, don't worry, Newcastle, you steal, we'll go down. And then Newcastle playing, but no, it's okay, Fulham, you steal, yeah. we'll go down. Literally. It's like the race for relegation. It's such an, in, in such a weird season, like it's been with no fans and stuff, it was just like, it was at farcical levels, and I was so frustrated and so angry and so disappointed. And I, really wanted, I wanted to see some fight, mate. That's all. I, again, you talk about us, you know, greedy Johnny bastards and stuff like that. All I wanted to see was a little bit of fight out on the pitch, and I, and I didn't see any of it. Nah, not for not until Maxi came on. And anyway, the first half, mate, were were terrible. The first goal were conceded. Well, the only goal were conceded, but. It was still shit. It, the defending was shocking. And the reaction wasn't there as well. We ended the first half, mate. With Paul Dummett nearly heading it into his own goal and getting 
cracking save up. by Dubravka. We got battered by corners, mate, for the, mm. for the for the last couple of minutes of that half, where we're hanging on for dear life. And, get and you don't the... give don't give them set pieces. It's it's like Viagra for Burnley that they eat yeah. nails at half time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, set pieces is the Viagra of of, of uh, you know for the likes of Burnley. That is their bread and butter. That is in their week in week out what they play for. So don't give them it on a bastard plate. And again, you saw Steve Bruce say he's picking his tea, he's putting his hands in his pockets, fiddling around, knows what else. I'm like, you fucking useless bastard. Say something, do something. And and the thing that summed it up for me is during this time, I saw Graham Jones getting up, going to try and have a word with, with the players. Steve Bruce turned around, sit down. I thought, you useless prick. Somebody's trying to just sit down. He doesn't like getting upstaged, Paul. He likes to be the man mm. of the moment. He's like a big diva. Do you know what I mean? Mm. That's what he he he, he loves. He, he he loves being loved, and he hates being hated. He's just a typical well, diva. He does the same yeah. shit every week. Talk about diva and a situation that loves loves to be loved. That should take us on nicely to VAR. And I know it's been WrestleMania season oh, this yes. weekend, but fuck me, Shawn Michaels would be over the moon with that with that kick. We should have had, I know we said we could have been two goals down. We could have easily been two goals down, three goals down. Yeah. I've taken the hat off, totally hold my hands up with that one. But in saying that, one nil down, uh, and then Sean Longstaff, I don't give a shit what your explanation is, Premier League. Uh, that is a foul anywhere else on the pitch. Yeah. What is the point of VAR if that isn't going to be given as a penalty kick, mate? Pure was... and joke. I think the I think VAR this whole weekend has been terrible because Fulham got a another very suspect decision uh, yeah. against Wolves where it was offside where it was clearly onside. His arm was overlapping the position of the Wolves player and they gave offside. And the amount of silly little fouls that that um, Burnley were getting in the first half, mate. Ashley West were constantly going down. Eric Peters going down. He'd been flipping shot several times. Um, and then the ball goes into the box. Gale misses the chance. He shouldn't have missed that chance, by the way. I think that's I think that's kind of been underlooked because of the because of the kick in the head. But for for someone to get booted in the face with a with a kick that Sean Michaels, Sheamus, um, any wrestler that does a kick, anyone that you can think of, or any UFC Anderson Silva for doing a front kick against Vitor Belfort, he would have been proud of that bastard kick. Yeah. Sean Longstaff puts his tries to put his head in, and as Roy Keane says, six foot one, so he's big, he's a tall lad, Sean, and he and he's at full, he's a full leap trying to get to the header, and he gets booted in the flipping head, and it goes to VAR, and VAR say. Oh, it's not I, a penalty. I was like all day long. I was, I was screaming. Like, I, I, how yeah, can you? Why not, does that have to be Who, who was the referee yesterday? Who, who was yeah. the ref yesterday? Anthony Taylor. I thought it was Mister Magoo. I thought it was Mister <laughs> Magoo because I mean, come on, come on, any anyone. I've got, you know, I know Sunderland support. I went to to school with Sunderland supporters who are friends now. And even they were saying, fuck me, it's a penalty that like they were taking the piss, giving it the banter, the big I am and all this. You know, you know what Mackams are like. And even they were saying it's it, you've got a spot kick here. And then all of a sudden it come up and on and I was like, oh I'm I'm going for a fucking drink here that nah, fuck this off. Ridiculous. Oh, Unbelievable. I was furious going into mm -hmm. going into half time because as bad as we were, we had that 
penalty ruled out, and I was I was just starting to think like it's just going to be another yeah, one of them. Right. He, he's yeah. sitting there thinking, what, what's, what's Dick Masters up to at the moment now? He's determined to get us relegated so he doesn't have to make a decision on this takeover. So yeah. like, you cheating little bastard. He's probably sat there in the VR thinking, no, 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 no. <laughs> you know? Like, like I've, some of the penalties that have went against Newcastle this season, like, I can think of the two against Man United this season in particular, where Rashford's dived in the box and he's got a penalty, and yet Sean Longstaff has been booted in the okay. head. If you did that in the street, you'd get arrested, booted in the head, and VAR doesn't even give it. And the, the cheek of it, in the second half, he gets hit with the same kind of head kick outside of the box, and he blows up, free kick, and you're thinking, yeah. you So what, what's the difference? Yeah. What, it, the, 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 the reason on? It's the difference is really, it's outside of the box. It, yeah. He didn't consider that a penalty, yet it was mm. assault. It was assault. He should have been sent off for that because it was like you can you can see his eyes were away from the ball. He, his eyes were on the ball and stuff, but his foot was up in the air. You don't put your foot that high. It's a high foot. Uh, when I was not a natural position. I mean, high foot is always off limits. It's about yeah. High foot always been a foul, no matter where it is on the field. Uh, it can be in the box, out the box, centre circle, corner flag. Stupid, stupid thing to go for. He should. Yeah. At the end of the day, the Burnley player. If that was a Newcastle player, I'd be screaming at you because you go in there. There's no need to try and connect with your foot and do something. I mean, it looked like something out of an S Club Seven uh, video. What he was trying to do with his foot, that bloody high man. Get your head on it. Plant your head on it. And, and send it away and then you know if the players collide the referee's going to blow the whistle and you continue on but no um, I thought Sean, Sean Longstaff did fantastically well to continue after that mate that shows you the bottle and the battle that he, that he has got uh, and the backbone he's got for this relegation fight well, so you I, mean was I was impressed by that yeah. that takes it does that takes that takes some bloody bottle mate to be able to get up from a hoof in the head um, I was like, yeah, go go on. You show me a, a little bit of uh, something more than what a lot of the other chicken shites around you are showing me. Well, um, his dad is a famous hockey player, so hockey's in mm. his blood, mate. He can take a punch in the head, as Davy's probably had quite a few <laughs> in his career. <laughs> but, um, we'll go to the second half, mate, and yet again, we're getting peppered with corners and that, and it just looked like more of the same. But Bruce did a weird thing, he made an early change, he never usually does, but I think. It didn't take what? a rocket start a scientist to work. He it didn't do it, did he? Though it won't come out after the game. Well, yeah, said yeah. Uh, boss, uh, come on! You said half an hour. You said half an hour. You fucking said transport. half an hour. Come Those on, walk, you can't do that. Let me on. Yeah, and, and <laughs> get them on, and um, what a start, mate! I yeah. mean, where they, do you, they where were chitting themselves. Did, did you say when he came on? The entire Burnley team, and they must have known when the team sheets originally come in. Shit, look who they've got on the on the bench. And, and, and I, you know, I, I don't want to be just totally anti Bruce. I will give credit where credit's due. To be able to bring well, on, man. to be able to bring on uh, two players of that quality, um, it's certainly. I mean, they're uh, an inexperienced goalkeeper. We'll, we'll we'll call it that. Um, yeah, very so, uh, very posh name though. Yes, it did sound uh, very po posh. Corin Farrell or something. I was thinking, mm. oh gosh, very posh. A bit too uh, posh, I think, for Burnley, no disrespect. But I, I mean, I, I just felt if you're a Burnley player and you've played 60 minutes and you look over and you see those two coming onto the pitch, you've got to shit your pants. You've, you've got to. And I think that's what happened. They were like, shit. 
this this is a game changing moment. This is a game changer. Um, and 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 I think that when ASM came on, I didn't think he listened to a word that Steve Bruce that he didn't play in his natural position. And what 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 came before us after that, but in a six minute salvo was absolutely, absolutely magic. magic. Yeah, pure magic. I mean. Yeah, when when the opposition players see a player like him coming on and Wilson as well, obviously a, a key threat to Newcastle uh, to uh, for Newcastle this season. But when you see players like that, you must think, right, we've got a got a game on now. Because no offense, like I know we've been back and forth with Joel in this season. One minute he plays good, the next he plays bad. He was flipping shit yesterday, and so was Dwight Gale as well. They were both. We, we said we said can can he now. He's had one good performance, right? One really good performance. Can he now string together a second one in a difficult place to go? Uh, if, if, if you can do it, the old adage used to be, mate, if you can do it on uh, against Stoke at the Britannia, you can do it anywhere. Well, the modern-day version of that, now that Stoke are down, is if you can do it against Burnley, you can do it pretty much anywhere. And yeah. um, I, was, I was just relieved because normally Bruce wouldn't have took Joe Linton off. I was relieved that he made again. It was the right decision to take off a player who offered zero. He offered nout during that nothing, game. Nothing at all. But in terms of a impact, like he, I, I wasn't expecting such an impact. I'd obviously expect him to get on the ball and cause a few problems for Burnley. But his first proper touch of the ball, mate. He picks it up from uh, Jacob Murphy. Runs straight for Eric Peters, who's pissed slow. Gets yeah. at him, gets at him. Dwight McNeil's trying to double up on him. They cannot handle him. Plays it back to Murphy and fair play to Murphy, mate. Honestly, what a finish first time. Um, we didn't deserve to be back in the game. <laughs> we just didn't. We shit. Mm. Uh, I think I thought Burnley deserved to have more goals, but we managed to keep in there. Obviously, we had the penalty in the first half and stuff, but well, there should be should have been penalty. Yeah. But um, yeah, I thought Burnley deserved to have he, he, he had him on toast. He took what two, three players away, pulled them out of position. He's doing he, he, because it was a like for like uh, change. He wasn't doing the, the same sort of thing that Joel. I do think there was a little bit of uh, improvisation, shall we say, on uh, on ASM's uh, behalf. But you, you've got to know that they are sitting there going, all, all, all my worst um, nightmares are coming true all at once. This man is absolutely electric. He is. He was the best player on the park by a country mile. That is, sure that is a special talent, and that is what special players can do in what was a dreadful game of football. In a big game circumstance like that, yeah. he gets the ball. He seems he to like it, he? Big pressure, mate, and hmm. like us, Jordy's us, Jordy's no a, a, a dazzling French winger when we see one. Janola, Robert, Alan St. Maximin, Hatton, Ben Arthur. We've been there, we've seen it. And, and he's, he's definitely he's definitely one, he's definitely gonna be remembered, Maxi. Uh, if not for his skill, it's, it's for his banter on Twitter. He's fucking great. But goes back to Murphy, and I think this lad deserves a bit of credit as well, mate, because another player that we say should be away and we'll uh, keep ourselves yep. last year. Um, didn't see it just didn't see a future for him but he's came in he's playing out of position and he he has been most of the season and he's done a job for Newcastle I'm not going to sit here and say he's been majestic he's been one of the 
greatest players of, of the last decade. No, he's just been pretty fit and solid, which is more than mm. anybody ever expected of him, mate. Because he was he, he hasn't complained, has he? He's rare. He didn't get much game time under Rafa. He had a little spell under Benitez. So I think we went on a seven-game losing streak. And Jacob Murphy was one of our best players during that time. But other than that, he, Murphy didn't get a look in, and we honestly thought he'd be out the door. But he's fought to get back into this team, and he's and he's reaping the rewards. Mate, he scored that one against Wolves, that free kick in Another one who was due to sign a three-year contract. Yeah, I, I, I'll be if. If Murphy signs a new deal, I'll be quite happy because I think a new coach will get good out of him as well. Uh, fantastic finish from Murphy, um, kissing the badge and all that. And uh, when, he, when he's grew up, um, his mom's from Berkeley, as the song goes. Um, to see a, a, a local, like a localish lad, who supported the team, supported Newcastle United from being a Bern. Yeah, so the yeah, 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 yeah. Just seeing that who, human side. Someone that's living living their dream, I can I can, I can appreciate that because obviously, with when Matty scored against against their Man United, when Sean scored against Burnley, I was probably the proudest bloke out, out in the ground barring barring his parents because obviously he's from he's from Shields like me, so to see something like that, it's it it's it's class to see, um, and we'll get back into the game. And for once, mate, we don't actually take our foot off the gas because usually we'll score a goal and then we'll, we'll pile back. Oh, let's defend, lads. We've got a point, lads. You know, yeah, that was, that was what I was looking for. As soon as we scored, I thought, Bruce, don't tell them. Don't tell them to sit back. I thought, A, we'll just get picked apart again. Uh, um, B, it'll be a sucker punch because everybody loves to kick Newcastle when they're down. But I thought, go at them. They're nothing. This Burnley team is nothing special. I'm not saying that we're... A fantastic team. I think we, we we've got some uh, more special type of players. I don't, we we we've got special players. And I don't think they particularly have. We've got the, the like I say the, the likes of ASM, the likes of Miggy and and, and, and so on. Um, but you're just praying. You're praying. You're like you you do. You've got them on toast. Keep keep on at it. Keep doing what you're doing. Don't st- do not sit back. And it's the old Carlsberg thing. If Carlsberg did substitutes, this is what it would it, it would be yeah, like. And the, sure. the goal, pure filth, absolute filth. No assist from well, John Joe technically yes on paper gets an assist, but it's not an I assist. It's it's a bit like it's a bit like one of Michael Jordan's teammate passing the basketball and saying, "Oh, I, I helped Michael Jordan score basketball shots." No, <laughs> Michael Jordan was Michael Jordan. John Joe Shelby gave the ball to to Maximin, yes, but Maximin did the rest. He runs at the defence, midfield, nowhere to be seen. Kind of keep up with him. Um, he turns onto his right. He turns back onto his left. Sends Come not on, only <laughs> not only not only the two defenders. To the shop, he also sends the cameraman. cameraman. The <laughs> He's that quick. He sends the cameraman out of out, just out of orbit, and he puts it very similar to the goal he scored against Burnley in the home fixture on yeah. his right, on the left, across the goalkeeper, beautiful goal, uh, and would all of a sudden it we're winning the game and it's and it's mm. looking good. Um, they're defending the goal. I'm going mental. I'm sure the fan base are going mental as well, just to see we're two one up. I know, uh, two, got two goals. Fuck you now. I know, two bits of football. I mean, I'm <laughs> mental. I Most mean, demanding lot. 
Maxi was uh, Maxi for those five minutes was absolutely unbelievable. And he, he does his wicked little dance and that uh, after his goal, well deserved. Um, and what a breath of fresh air he is, mate. Like if like obviously the take obviously the takeover has old news and stuff, and it's been going on for hot, for what feels like half of a bastard century. But if this does go through this takeover. I want a I want a team with Anson Maxman in it. I want a good attacking team with Anson Maxman in because I think yeah. him with good players around him, mate, would be absolute dynamite because he's just got that raw mm-hmm. skill and pace to beat players. Like yeah. this, is, past, this is what we've said, Manila, you know. Yeah. When he had that, when he had that skill and ability, just beat yeah. players. Like there was a video I seen last night of when he sent Gary Neville to the shop. Uh, when he ran past him with a tackle and Gary Neville tried to swipe him and he's just gone. He's I still think they're trying to find him. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's like it just just that talent, yeah. the ability to cause teams shitloads of problems. It's just, it's, it's a rarity yeah. in football. But that that's the blueprint. If we get taken over, don't expect, and I don't think any Newcastle fan would expect a team full of Messi's and Ronaldo's and you know your Galactico yeah, approach. Awesome. What you want is young. Hungry, talented footballers, twenty million pound, mate. When we spent forty on Joe Linton, right? As a benchmark, right? Twenty million pound on this lad looks like peanuts. Do you know what I mean? That it has to be the blueprint. If you can imagine a couple of ASMs sprinkled around a team, uh, you know, and that woven in with your likes of your Jamal Lascelles, your Martin Dubravkas of this world, etc., etc., etc. Then that you know what I mean. It very very quickly can, can can turn around. But the man is a magician on the park. Six minutes it took him to turn, and he was sat on the bench, and he was he was in the ear like a fly in the ear of Steve Bruce, and he was saying to him, "I I can get past him. I can I can destroy him. Let me on. Let me go. Let me start to warm up. Right, I'm on." And then like you said, the assist, a fantastic goal uh, by Jacob Murphy, which. In any other game, that would be literally replayed over and over again. But it's just like that goal by ASN um, is, even, is even better. What I would say is the Burnley defenders, the one thing you don't do when you're defending against Alan St. Maximum is back off, back off, back off, back off and, and run away. You can't do that. You cannot do that. It's criminal. But I'm taking nothing away from the run, nothing away from the skill for the shot and the goal. And I went mental. Absolutely. Well, I did as well. I did. Just relief, not because it yeah. was a cracking game of football, but two quality goals and just a relief and just like, oh my word! But literally, I went back into the fetal position afterwards and just like praying that we could see, yeah, see yeah. through and that we wouldn't be bruised. Because again, yeah. that that is that, that, that that's, that, that's literally it. Um, it was just two bits of individual brilliance. But after that, it was a. Uh, it was a bit of a slog of a game. Uh, Maxi didn't get much of the ball, but when he did, uh, again he fed it into. Uh, he tried. I think he tried to find Wilson. Failed to find Wilson. Found Miggy and it got clear off the line about two minutes before the end. But yeah, I will just say with that one. Uh, you no, know, with that with that shot uh, for Miggy, I was dying. Just just blast it, blast it. Get some power on that, and it's going to go in. He tried to go for the place. He tried to be precise, and I just think since he's come back in. With Miggy to see the best out of Miggy Almiron, you've got to play him centrally, and he's and he's once again drifting back out. He's being pushed back out to to accommodate. Yeah. And um, I wonder 
especially if it doesn't go well in, in the next game. But I wonder for this West Ham game, whether now that Wilson's got some minutes in his legs, uh, ASM's back um, and Mickey, whether we will go back to Graham Jones' uh, tactic of playing uh, Wilson to the right, playing Miggy up top centrally, uh, and then ASM playing where the hell goddamn he likes to because he's that fucking good. <laughs> I, I wonder whether he will tweak that formation yeah. uh, to, to, to incorporate and to see a little bit more of Miggy because I think I think we'd agree that since he come back from the injury, uh, as welcome as, as a, uh, an addition he is to, to the team, we haven't seen the best of Miggy recently. But that is because he has been playing out wide, and I just I just don't think you see the best. I've championed him since I saw him in the Copper America yeah. a few years back, and and I saw a, a totally different player to what we saw at Newcastle. And every time for me, he plays centrally. We see a fantastic, skillful player who kind of who can um, get involved in games, who can score goals, who can pass, who can do the lot. So uh, I've got to. Just call it a sneaking suspicion, but I think that potentially for the next match, if not for the game after, we will switch back to the Graham Jones formation. It wouldn't surprise me, it really wouldn't, because I look at the players that we've got back now, you've got like so Wilson back, and, and it, it worked with their minute, but it didn't without them, but they refused to change it until two games ago, which was really bizarre. It just shows the stubbornness of this manager, but... Um, We'll, we'll come away with a win, Paul. We'll hang on. We'll get the win. Um, the all important win. Yeah, the all important win, and and just and just getting up the table, six points away from Fulham because they got beat against Wolves with the last minute winner from Adama Traoré, which was brilliant. I've always rated him, mind. Have you always rated him? Yeah, a little word about Adama Traoré because on this podcast, on this very podcast, a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> when we played Wolves, I slayed him. I called him worse and shit. I think I called him. A, I think I called him a, um, a Gabby Overton. I compared him to Gabby, oh, man, Gabby Overton. On on behalf of half of Magpie twenty four seven, me Kyle Thompson to Adama Traore, I formally apologise for calling you Gabriel Overton because you reverse reverse <laughs> <laughs> you've you've done you've done you've done bits for Newcastle this weekend by uh, putting Fulham in the shit even more so. But it's it's massive for Newcastle because you look at it six points, mate, a game in hand, and like Fulham look on the floor right now because they conceded a last minute, a last minute um to Wolves. They were one up at, at Villa Park and they got beat. Like that's four points they've let slip away. They could have been yeah two opportunities, mate to drag us into the relegation zone. And on both occasions, they fluffed it. Now, that after, we had a 10-point lead over them or something like that. The, yeah. the, the hundred, the, the cut that lead down to absolutely nothing. Two opportunities. And if they had won, we'd have been in the relegation zone. No arguments about it. They failed to take it. That has got to be a kick in the nuts. And if we'd have not won against Burnley, that would have let them off. But the fact that we held on to this result psychologically for their players mm. and for Scott uh, Parker it is huge for Newcastle because it's a massive dent in their um, survival bid. I don't mm. want anything on that last game of the season. I, I don't want anything. As far as I'm concerned, I want us to be safe. I want us playing Elliot Anderson. I want us playing, you know, all of the players who've got no uh, game time this season. So, uh, Gillespie, everybody, because I want nothing riding on that game at all. So, no, let's no get this done. 
let's get this done nice and nice early. But I was over the moon, and I, and I think we won. Um, I would say in spite of Steve Bruce, not because of Steve Bruce, and we won that game. I know Jake and Murphy scored, mate, but let's let's be honest, we won that game because of one man alone. I'd say two. I'd say Dubrovka deserves a oh, bit of yeah. well for the saves yeah. that he made and keep winning the game in the first half. Best, best game um, since he's come back? Would you what? say? Best game since he's come back? The best game since... Absolutely. Yeah, he was fantastic. Obviously, he made that mistake against uh, Wolves, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, right. um, where I mentioned the Dorma Trier being shit. But... Um, you no, know, it, 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 he's kicking leaves a lot to be decided at the moment, but I know he'll get that back up uh, to the way it was. But his shot stopping was unbelievable. Um, and I think between him and Maxi, keep him winning the game. I'm not sure where the ratings got Shelby being third best player, I mate. That flipping startled me a little bit, yeah. that one. But massively, and most importantly, six points. Fulham's next two games, Arsenal and Chelsea away. So... And we, obviously, our next two games are big as well. We've got some difficult teams, but Fulham need re- realistically, if they want to catch six points, they need to win one of those games. And after that, they've got um, they've got Burnley and Southampton. So, like, if Newcastle can pick up a win in the next two games, it may, it's unlikely at the moment. But if they could, you know, it would put us in a very comfortable position to Fulham. And I'd, I'd are like, you talking about an accumulation of points there? <laughs> I yeah, all about the, all about the cum- accumulation of points, mate. But our next three are West Ham, Liverpool away, and um, and Arsenal at home. So it's like the thing is, mate. You know, look, looking at them, right? Liverpool are on a, a, an absolute bizarre run at the moment. I don't know what is going on, uh, or what they're putting in the water over at Liverpool at the moment. But they are so uh, up and down. But park that one to one side for one moment. Arsenal need no respect. We, we we don't we need to keep some of the ball off them, but again they're not the Arsenal ball. Don't play the name, and that's what I hope Bruce does. Don't play the name, play the actual game. If we play some football, if we can get the free players, the free amigos that we mentioned before involved, there's 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 a possibility. And it's yeah. the same. I know West Ham, West Ham have well, had a, a good season. It's only season. because the season the season's been so so ridiculous. Bear in mind, we beat West Ham. At the beginning of the season, um, yeah. well, I think, did we play a four four two then? I think we played we a four four two. Carol and Wilson played together. Yeah. And if you go off that first day, West Ham went disarray, and we were we were thinking, oh, well, where could we finish playing like this? And obviously, things have happened. What have happened this season? And it's been a nightmare. But yeah, I mean, the next couple of games, if There's possibilities, if we approach it in the in the right frame I, of mind it, and actually right play some football. It's not like a hope in Steve Bruce all of a sudden. I've got no faith in that man whatsoever. No. It's more of a no, hope. In, it's it's <laughs> it's more of a hope in Maxi, Wilson, and Miggy being back. Mm-hmm. They're the hope because I know Newcastle are capable of scoring goals if they're on the field and they get played for in a in an advanced enough position. I know they can cause enough problems. Because re- no doubt about it, mate. Um if it weren't for Maxi yesterday, we would have got beat. Uh, regardless yeah. of the Bravka's performance, we would have got totally. people, would have lost by a couple of goals or maybe one if Maxi's in uh, end of the fray when he did. And it's like, yeah, you've got to think as well. Same with the Liverpool. Liverpool, are they want to really going to be qualifying for Thursday night football? I, I'm, I'm not so sure. Arsenal, uh, what are they going to have to uh, have to play? I, you know, West Ham. I've got a lot of pressure on their shoulders because all of a sudden. Um, 
they are on the outside of a Champions League spot. And that brings its own stresses and strains. But you've got to look at it. I mean, they play with a false nine. Um, and they, no false ten. <laughs> Not a false ten, but a false nine. <laughs> uh, but you know what David Moyes is like? I mean, he, he's he's capable of making an industrious um, you know, team and stuff like that. But he's also capable of shooting himself in the foot. I think they're missing one or two, uh, potentially one or two players. Rice won't be involved in, in, in the game. So you never know. You know, if Newcastle turn up, we might get a point. I think a point would be a fantastic result. Um, I don't expect anything from Liverpool. But at so, Arsenal, I'm, I'm sorry, but we, we, should, we should not be fearing the likes of Arsenal. We should have put yeah, them out the FA Cup. Should have, exactly. So let, let, let's go... And just play play the game of football, and um, you know who 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 knows we we could and we we should be able to get this relegation matter sorted a long time before we get to the to the end of the season, um, and we should be able to make it a little bit more comfortable. And I think I think the runners made uh, Steve Bruce definitely and the players as well. And I know we've missed the likes of uh, Maxi for large parts of this season, but they they owe us that. Honestly, that they owe the fans big time. We've had to sit and watch this shit dribble down our TV set, and and make no doubt about it. Yesterday was still shit, lit up by two moments of absolute magic and a goalkeeping uh, display. Um, we are relieved, but they owe us some performances. They really, really do. They've put us through the shit, uh, yeah. and you know we know that there's players in there who care. Sean Longstaff, you're not telling me that he doesn't care. Paul Dummett. You can't tell me that he won't care. Uh, Alan St. Maximum, he's not from the area, but he gets it. He cares. He understands. He's into the psyche of the city and the football club. Yeah. So, uh, you know, my, my only thing is is that we, when we come to play these bigger t- teams, if, if ASM turns it on again, we may have difficulty keeping hold of this lad in the summer uh, because I think there'll be some very attractive bids flying in. The only, the only salvation for me is that will money be plentiful this season? Will clubs splash much, much cash? Because I, I think we're signing him for 20. I, I think he's a, a 50, 60. People might want to comment how much they think down below that, he, that he's worth. But with Newcastle the way that they are, they may want to cash in on, on a very, very prized asset. But there's no doubt he could come into the fold and have a big influence on these next couple of games against prestige, prestige well, prestigious uh, teams name wise, but let's get about them. Liverpool are not the Liverpool of last season. Arsenal are not the Arsenal of the Invincibles. West Ham are having a good season, uh, but a good season in what is a very, very strange and unusual uh, season. Um, yeah. And all, all they've done is just chip away, chip away, chip away. So um, yeah, let, let let's go out. Let, let's be positive and uh, let's see if we can play a little bit of football. Try and let's see if we can. Anyway. Yeah. Entertain the fans and, and take that pre- take that pressure off, and surely getting that result. Again, well, we're nearly we're nearly there, you know, mate. I think honestly, because I, I says last I week, I Newcastle needed seven points to stay up with no question, seven points. Um, I said that in last week's podcast. It's I think it's now four. It's definitely four. If if Fulham get beat next week against Arsenal, I don't even think we'll need four points because if 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 Newcastle pick up a positive result. Next week, even if it's a draw against West Ham and Fulham lose, seven points would be with a game in hand as well and them having only five games left. I mean, they'd have to win three of them, Paul, 
which is asking yeah. quite a bit considering I have to go to Man United and have to, and they'd have to play Chelsea in the next week. Like it's a big game for Fulham next week, a huge game, and it's a huge game for us as well. So they've got talent as well. They they're in a position now where you know to use Steve Bruce's old uh, you know uh, sayings. They've got to take the gloves off. They've really got to go for it. And that's going to leave yourselves a little bit open I towards hope it's Bruce's version of taking the gloves yeah. off because we've <laughs> said that. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, they've they've got to go for it. They've got to take risks now. They've got to push on to try and get results. Shockingly, and I said to this to you before we actually came on tonight, but that uh, victory actually means over the last, I think it was five or six games. I put the stat up on the on the Twitter t- uh, today that Newcastle have lost the second uh, least amount of games in the past five or six games, only behind Manchester United. You know, I know it's we've crazy. had so many draws, but it's, it's shocking, it's crazy, but it's the old accumulation of points, say, so Steve Bruce. He knew what he was on about. I know he's senile and he's losing it and stuff like that. We've, we've, we've <laughs> talked about that. Uh, and I do still think he needs to be put, uh, put the pastures. But... To be fair, he got the job done yesterday and he's won a game of football and that's what he's employed to do. That's what he, we, he well, needs to do more often. I'm job not going to change my opinion done. on him. He's, he no, still no. needs to be gone. He still needs to be gone. Does not make but, the amount of mm-hmm. negative podcasts we've had because of this flipping arsehole of a manager is quite unbelievable. I mean... Luke Edwards was going on about it after the game yet again. He 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 stays he stays like a little mouse when Newcastle are getting beaten. Newcastle are shit, but the second full time hits Paul when it's full time and Newcastle pick up a positive result, he's out the woodwork. Oh, Steve Bruce, Steve Bruce, and oh, there's toxic online and there's toxicity. Why can't fans do? like you can be happy with a result, but you can be toxic about the state of your football club? The yeah. football club for Newcastle United is still as much of a mess now as it was last week. And that makes a much of a, that makes a lot of a difference up here. When yeah. as bad as we've been this season, a one win will make fans it will appease fans for a while. It yeah, will appease but, fans for a week, but there's still the overall situation. Fans are very unhappy about it. They yeah. don't like Steve Bruce. They don't like the flipping owner, and they don't like the way the club's being run. So, like, we're all going to be we're unhappy. About it. That's all we're doing at the moment. We're simply firefighting. So, the top up of it is, mate. We should not, with with the hundred million pound that he's had, with the squad that he's got. We should not be in this in this situation where a game against Burnley is of such critical importance. We should not be doing watch-alongs to uh, Fulham v Wolves with the greatest of respect because it shouldn't be that much of an important yeah. game for Newcastle United because, you know, it just shouldn't be. We shouldn't be reduced and be belittled so much where, where we have to do these sort of crazy, uh, stupid things. This team should have been capable of getting, I would say, somewhere 10, 11, 12, easily around yeah. that. It should have been good enough to get past Brentford in, in the Cup. It should have been uh, good enough to get results uh, you know, against the likes of Sheffield United away, um, Villa, Wolves, so on and so forth. This man is still Major League and Mega League over, sorry, is, is Major League under-delivering on the investment that was put in by the club. Which was substantial when you compare it to, you know, Rafa Benitez and yeah, what he's had. It's taken a while for us to get to, to mention Rafa tonight, but uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he needs to go. He needs to go. 
Uh, we won. That is fantastic. I think we're going to enjoy the moment, the moment of positivity uh, and the points. We're enjoying mm. that also. But yeah, don't think for a second, do not think for a second that we have taken our eyes off the bigger problems at the football club, which is that cabbage-headed bastard who, who manages us in Steve Bruce and the absolute vile oxygen vape that is Mike Ashley. We need both men gone from the football club, and they can take Charlie, uh, but they can take him wherever they want to, as long as he's not, <laughs> as long as he's not at Newcastle United. Um, but it's changed nothing. It's it's a sticky pasta, but it's one that we're just going to enjoy because it, as Newcastle fans, mate, this season they don't come along very often. No. So we're going to we're going to enjoy it once we can. As shite of a win as it was, I'm going to enjoy the three points because it's yeah. a hell of a lot of pressure off in terms of the relegation battle. Obviously, there's still work to do, but yeah, we're no I've idea. A little bit better yeah. about the situation than I did because a couple of weeks ago, really flipping shitting myself in terms of could Newcastle get relegated again, not learning the lessons and all that. But this win against Burnley really helps the situation towards He's staying up. Hope, Obviously, staying staying up has repercussions for the Premier the Premier League, the arbitration case, and living on the hope that we can get the takeover done. Because <laughs> obviously if we don't get the takeover done this summer and Bruce sticks with it, with the club and Ashley keeps him on uh, in his last year of his um, apparent contract, no doubt about it, mate, we'll get relegated next season. Yeah, so like, yeah totally right. we've got to stay up for this, for this takeover uh, to try and get it to go through, whether arbitration uh, makes the changes to the test need that needs to be made or not, it's the chance you take. Do you know what I mean? I'd rather mm. take the chance and see if we'll get the takeover or not than get relegated and, and scupper that chance. Do yeah. you know what I mean? But no, no, yeah. Nobody wants, and let's face it, mate, at the end of the day, Newcastle United, with the greatest of respect to those teams that are in the championship now, we should not be in the championship. That's not being big-headed. That's not all oh, Newcastle uh, living in past glory years. Too big of a club, too big of an institution. Eh? I've said before, and I'll say it again, it's like comparing T-Rex and Barney the Dinosaur with some of the clubs that are, that, that are down there. We do not want Millwall away. There's no part of me that wants to have anything to do with Millwall no. away. Um, no. I've, got <laughs> I've got nothing against Coventry coming back to the Rico Arena. Uh, I've got nothing against a, a small club from down the A19, even if they get promoted. I want to stay a Premier League team. It's where, you know, we don't want to be losing our better players. We don't want to be having to make these journeys to these less desirable locations. We want to be testing ourselves against the very, very best. Um, we, we, we don't deserve it. We, we, we do not uh, deserve it. And this is a huge step. But Mark, make no um, qualms about it. We're not safe yet. We still need that four, no, no, five no, no, no. point. So let's, uh, you know, we can't take our foot off the gas. Let's go and let's attack West Ham. Uh, let's get about West Ham. We caused them major yeah. league problems we that need first to... season. So let's see if we can get another double like we have over Burnley. Or is it another double-double? Because Steve Bruce in his press conference seems to think we won two in a row. <laughs> but, um, what, not, what, like... Mrs. Bruce, what is Mrs. Bruce putting in that apple pie? <laughs> he, he's, off his, he's off his absolute tits, this, this blow. He thinks we beat Spurs. Uh, he forgets about the Crystal Palace game. Crystal and he's Palace like, are, are, are you for real? 
he think he thinks Jeff Hendricks a footballer. That he's flipping <laughs> off his tits and knee. But um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it, it, it's mental. It's it's nice to enjoy Maxi's greatness, and it's and it's yeah. nice to enjoy three points. But there's still a hell of a lot of problems across the board, and I'm not. We're not going to blow smoke up your ass and pretend everything's all all nicey nicey and it's great. No, there not Bruce still out. Mental issues. It's still Bruce out. It's still Mike Ashley out. But it's a good, it's an it's an important three points. But we've got to attack next weekend on the assumption that Fulham go and beat Arsenal, mate. That's the assumption we've got to go and hit them with. But I think yeah. we play before Fulham do, so we, we do. Could put, we could put monumental pressure on Fulham if we shock the shock the league and win. Imagine nine, uh, they're going in. On level games, when Newcastle nine points behind going into Arsenal, having to beat them, the pressure will be on their shoulders, mate, and it'll either be sink or swim time for them. Do you know what I mean? And with with West Brom winning the night, obviously they went and beat Southampton three 0 which was a bit of a shock. Like they're only two points behind Fulham now. We're we're still a bit further up the road from them, and they've got the hard running. But uh, I want West Brom to go down as well. It's not it's not against West Brom because we had a great away game. Last uh, last yeah, season, fantastic. It's nothing personal against West Brom, but the man who's in charge of that football club, I would love it if they were to go down just to see this look on that his big smug face after what happened. I, I'm sorry, but the Sunderland one, it's it like the Villa situation. It left a very very bad taste in my mouth with Sam Allardyce. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree, mate. I'd love to see. I think a lot of fans would like to see him get relegated as well. Um, Relegation expert. You mentioned it in your video, Paul, um, last night because I did watch with a plus net warning signs and stuff. Don't worry, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not Mike Ashley. I won't just stick with something that shit. I'm changing the sky. <laughs> Don't worry about that. The transfer is going through on the 18th, I believe. So spotty dog for the next podcast. But anyway. We've got positive news coming up. Obviously, you mentioned the YouTube channel that's coming soon, Paul. Uh, in terms of the podcast yes. and stuff, don't worry. We're really proud, I'd say, of how we've how we've done the first eight, uh, eight and a half month. Um, the podcast has grown massively. A lot, a lot of people listening in, uh, which is fantastic. Interacting, a lot of people messaging the page with questions and 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 just and, and compliments and stuff. And it's it's fucking brilliant, man. It is. And nothing will change with the podcast. The main the main thing of the channel will always be the podcast. Yeah, podcast. we may have a show here and there. I might do a show for guests every week, or Paul might do a man in a van. But the the fundamental, the main crisp of this of this channel will always be this podcast because we love doing it um we, we love just being ourselves on, on this podcast and and just every week whether newcastle are shit whether newcastle are, and are great or whether newcastle are like the it's way <laughs> whether no matter what um good bad in between we we'll love doing this podcast just to be with yeah, um, therapy session and interact with you everywhere we can through Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, eventually through YouTube as well. Uh, we're really looking forward to it. I mean, I'm uh, I'm looking into getting intros and stuff sorted for the for the for the channel coming up. Uh, so when we're look, graphics as well, isn't there? When we're uh, yeah, I'm really looking yeah. forward. To, yeah, really looking forward to, to seeing all the new graphics, the artwork, the intros, and really just trying to push it on, and then. Uh, we've always said we'll, we'll, we'll try and do things the right way. It'll always be Newcastle centric, so we're not going to be sitting here listing off a hundred different 
you know, um, ventures and this, that, and the other. It's all about the podcast. It's all about talking about Newcastle United. And interacting with you as well. Yeah, and interacting. So, you know, in, in the comments, in the chat, messages, emails. I mean, the podcast, it's getting watched from all over the world. You look at some of the countries that, uh, you know, people are joining, and it is absolutely crazy. South America, Africa, uh, Australia. It is, you know, all across Europe. And you just get humbled. It, it, it continues to grow. People are enjoying it. They're listening for longer. Um, and really, the YouTube launch, which will be coming on shortly, um, if you search on um, the Facebook page, the link is up there. Uh, for what will be the for, for you know the home of, of everything we've got lots of different new shows um different things to add in but it's all going to be extras built around the podcast like you said before the podcast is key uh it is the number one priority or you know all the time for us uh we get lots of people messaging saying that That's they're the listening to it as delivery drivers and stuff like that as they're going out and about doing this stuff so it'll always be the uh, the center uh, the centre block of everything else, you know, that that, that we do. But we, we're looking forward and we just hope that the, the football uh, gets better so we've got more football club. to be able to talk about, you know. Because like, uh, we always go by the motto of the, the positive podcasts are the best ones. And honestly, yeah, so. we, we, we totally live by that, do you know what I mean? And mm. it doesn't just go from the positive podcasts. I mean, it's that's irrelevant. If Newcastle... Are playing positive if the manager's positive if the ownership was positive the like everything would be great it's not just our podcast everybody's podcast would be flipping great yeah. it's nothing better like what the best thing about yesterday for me paul honestly was going through twitter facebook and instagram and all the socials and stuff and just seeing positivity among the fans it was a shit to one win at burnley like a very shit performance, barring St. Maximin and Dubrovka, and fans were really happy and relieved because of the, because of like obviously the situation we've been in, and it's like we'll get told by these stupid pundits up and down the country that we expect too much and we expect Champions League. When I see fans buzzing over a, what is a third win in twenty three games against Burnley, yeah. and we're dragged to a win against them. Like, these pundits need to open their eyes, mate. We're not in the 90s anymore where where Newcastle fans are at the top and we expect to be at the top because we've got one of the best teams. It's not that. It's not a demographic anymore. Like, people, Newcastle fans are a lot smarter than these stupid pundits give them credit for. And I think there's only a handful of journalists and pundits that actually see Newcastle yeah. football. Exactly. Uh, some of the others, I mean, and, and that's why I, I think, you know, podcasts and... Uh, like you say, you know, I, I do enjoy our podcast. I also enjoy others like the True Faith, Gallagher Shot stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I do, I do like the other one, and I think that's where the success and the growth of channels like Magpie Twenty Four Seven, like I said, the other aforementioned ones, and uh, you know, the, some of the other friends that we've got uh, in and amongst the community and stuff, are doing so so uh, well, doing some great stuff because. Uh, you know your, your Sky Sports and your, your BBCs and stuff like that. Uh, they're spouting so much um, ill-informed, ill-judged shit, and they, do, they don't know. They're not watching the product. They're not seeing it week in, week out. Coming up with ludicrous things like uh, Rio Ferdinand from a working-class um, background talking about, uh, well, the fans should do this, the fans should do that, the fans should put their hands in their own pocket and stuff like that. Which, 
obviously it, it has been a thing o- o- over the past uh, week with the 1892 uh, with the, the pledge website um, and everything. Yeah. But, um, you, you know, that's why I, I do think that there's, there's more scope and there's more room for even more content out there. That's why I'm really confident about us bringing on the YouTube side of it, the foundations of the channel we've built. And we've deliberately done it in this way. We're getting Facebook and Twitter and Instagram sorted uh, and getting the podcast is, is the core thing and then adding things on a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time, new graphics, new intros. Um, yes, yeah, so always evolving. To make sure, yeah, to make sure that the quality is there but also evolving it all the time um, and trying to do things in the right way, cross-promote and work with other people which has been a key thing that we've been doing um, and, and we will continue to do that. But lots of exciting things. But yeah, if you can do, click onto the YouTube channel, click like, um, well, click subscribe and uh, then you're not going to miss anything going forward on there. But it's always going to be additional content, new stuff. Um, you know, the podcast may go in there as a video. On top it will. So that's just a natural way to, to get it to, to more eyes and get more critique on it. Yeah, that because um, the main thing I've, I've been told is a comments box. Uh, like uh, people that listen to it want a comments box, so um, that's the main thing YouTube brings in. <laughs> box. But if you listen on Spotify and this this is the way you you, you like to take in our content, then yeah, hundred percent stick with Spotify. I'm all for Spotify. Um, one of my favorite apps to use day to day podcasts and music as well. Um, but YouTube, a video version will go up, and you'll see where you'll see where faces. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, you'll, see, you'll see where faces as well. So yeah, it, it's just, it just adds to the uh, variety. is the spice of life, Paul. But yeah, uh, yeah, I, I know you want. Oh, well, no. we slightly mentioned this uh, one thing though uh, from the game. See that this is what I mean. There's, there's no pre-planning with this, you know. There's no notes here. There's no fanciness here. It's just literally no. talking from that. Sean Longstaff, we disagreed slightly on this one. We did. Um, but Sean Longstaff, who, again, he's another one who's supposedly having his contract looked at at the moment. Um, I put a heat map up and the work that that lad gets through. And and I, I think if, if he doesn't put the graft in, I know he, he had some wayward passes, but I think the thing is with Sean that I've been, since he's come back in, quite impressed with, even if he hasn't found the right pass all the time, he's the only one of our midfielders in that middle. He's not scared to go and do it and to try it and to get forward and to take those passes on, which might go astray. But he'll also get back and he'll cover every inch and blade of grass. Yeah. And he did so. Well, he'll try. But I, wanted, I wanted to say, look... <laughs> Show me a bit of effort. I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not being overly demanding. I mean, yeah, it's great for your ASMs and stuff like that. But your ASM situations only occur when somebody has to put the graft in. And when you're playing beside John Joe Shelby, you've got to do twice as much work. I would like to see him, if we get safe, I would like to see him uh, and uh, Willick, him and Matty play together. And I want to see some different combinations. I think we need to look towards the future and plan no, towards please. the future, which doesn't involve John Joe Shelby. But see, normally it would be you sticking up any 29 and me saying, well, what Yeah, devil's advocate. But uh, I just wanted to shout out before um, we finish today that, like I said, I, I was, since he's come back in, I've really been watching, like I would, if I was at the football, 
I normally I watch the match and then during a, a, a stage or a section, I watch certain players doing something that you can't get to see that sort of thing when you're at home all the time. Yeah. And I just wanted to say, I, I've been really, really impressed. I think he did a lot of the quiet work that goes unnoticed. But it's great to see Sean coming back. You've got to remember, he's still a young lad. Oh, uh, he's, still not played, he, he's still not played much football, really. Um, but I, I think, uh, I mean, uh, don't get me wrong, I don't think he's going to be Alan Shearer level. I don't think he's going to be world class. Like they were no. saying, what was it, 30 million or something? The man, you, 40 nah, million, yeah. 40 million. I, I, I can't see it. But I tell you what, if he can continue like that and, and show the heart and... and you know he cares about the football club, then why can't he stay here for for, for a, a long period of time? He certainly does a lot more work and graft than John Joe Shelby's ever done in his career, in my oh, yeah, definitely. I just, you know what I mean? I, I just wanted to shout out before before we uh, close on, on, on today. Um, it's very easy when we, we wax lyrical about uh, Alison Maxima um, and Martin Dubafka for that, that, for that thing, but I did think yesterday that Sean played a big part in it. And I also think as well, uh, Paul Paul Dummett grew into the game and tried to take over that leadership yeah. from the middle of the defence, that, physic, that physical well. side of it. Especially in the second half. All right as well. And I don't think it's been maybe picked up uh, on everything that I've listened to recently. And I thought Paul Dummett, he, he gets a lot, again, he's another one, he gets a lot of, a lot of flack. And I think sometimes when Jordy's playing the team, I think they get a little bit more uh, shit hide their way, to be honest. Um, see, a lot, of, a lot of these, again, so-called professional journalists reckon that we're like against people from at the outside, and we're more pro for, for more local players. Sometimes some of our more local lads who come through the academy get some right shit. And then just about yesterday, on the whole of the ninety minutes, I'm not saying that they, they didn't have bad periods in the game, but I thought Paul Dummett played all right. Um, I thought he, he stepped up. Mm. And, and also, end, end. <laughs> head but yeah, Sean, Sean definitely. Uh, he, he needs. Uh, I, I've criticised him where criticism was needed, but I think sometimes you, you, like we said with Joe Linton before, when we were trying to, you know, justify, you know, coming in as a young player and blah blah blah. Uh, I think Sean as well, but yeah, I thought he was. Um, I thought he covered. For John Joe Shelby a lot yesterday. You have and, to uh, he had a big part, big part for me to play. He's, he's the luxury player that Steve Bruce continues to pick. And I'll, I'll never I'll never ever knock Sean's effort because I think he always runs ten times as much as as, as a player. He puts some graft in, doesn't he? But he puts the graft in. I just feel like on the ball yesterday, mate, I just thought he was flipping shit. There was a couple but, of passes there and there. It, not what they're trying, but the quality yeah. just wasn't there. And I know Sean can play a ball very well. It's just like it's, he can, uh, it but... might just be a lack of minutes. Mm-hmm. It might just be a lack of here and there. I just feel like passing yesterday. I felt if it was a bit more sharp, we could have cut them open a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he could have had concussion. He could have been kicking the head a bit too hard. But um, I'll never knock he, his effort. Obviously, a local he, lad. He, I'll he did well. The yeah. way I, I'll support him as much as any other fan would. Um, and I've that bit of sentimental feeling joke when being a local lad, the same with Matty. But uh, I just feel like his passing just needs to be a little bit sharper, obviously a little bit quicker, a little bit, a little bit more, bit, bit more unfunny. His passing, mm. a bit more direction. I know he's got it in him because he's a cracking passer of a ball. He, he'll always go though, mate. That's the other thing as well. Like even if the passes aren't always finding, 
the intended targets, the forward passes. He'll do the passes where some of the other players, like if Jeff Hendrick was in there yesterday, it would have been it wouldn't have been a, a, an attempted to get the ball forward or whatever because he's quite an offensive player, Sean. I think, but with with somebody else, I think the ball would have gone backwards to the centre backs, then back to the keeper, then hoofed up, um, and we would have seen a lot of that. I, I think I think Sean personally is, is is a is a more attacking player. I think he's a number ten in the making, um, and I, I do think he's more offensive. So I think we've got to accept that sometimes he's going to lose the ball because he, he will try stuff that nobody else in our team at the moment seems to want to do, apart from our match winners, your ASMs and stuff. Yeah. But uh, I just think it, it was important. That, you know, at, at the end of the day, Steve Bruce made him a, a, a scapegoat against Sheffield United. And I, and I think it's criminal, mate, that, that people is, have, that have done that. And, you know, jump, jumping on, oh, he's a jolly and this... He's not going to be Alan Shearer. He's not the second coming of Shearer of a midfielder. He's not going to be that. But I tell you what he is yesterday. Um, I was just like, yeah, crack on. Go on, Sean. Go on. I'm pleased he is back into the squad. Because I feel like he's responsibility to play the ball forward and make things happen. So I, I am chuffed that he's back into the team. I just hope it's not a case of when Hayden gets back, he's just hiding the hiding the cold mm-hmm. again, mate. Because uh, Bruce has a tendency to drop the players, but um, drop well, but he dropped Shelby then. He's like and useless. That, that's and one of the only things he won't drop. He won't drop Shelby mm-hmm. no matter how bad he is. He doesn't drop Shelby. I don't know doesn't why. Sub him off as well. Doesn't it's, sub him off. No, he doesn't. He, he keeps him on, and he just looks beyond shit. But mm-hmm. yeah, for but, but unless Paul is. Um, Anything else you want to mention? Because I know you mentioned the stuff with the channel and that coming up soon, uh, and stuff yeah, like that. Is, there anything, that. is there anything else you you've gone you get you get off your chest before we? No, before I am I am uh, in very uh, merry and <laughs> I mean, I'm, as you know, there's, there's there's been no six days off for me. There's only pampered Premier League players get that. <laughs> Lots of graft, but I was over the moon. It's amazing. It's amazing. Like you touched on before, me. Amazing how just a victory. A little bit of hope, a moment of brilliance from Alistair Maximan, uh, and a cracking, a cracking goal from Murphy. I'm not going to take that away from him either. Um, but it's amazing how it just gives you an extra spring in your step, mate. So we had, today, yeah, today we had the sun out. The first day of some of the the lockdown restrictions being uh, lifted. Newcastle scored two goals. We go six points clear. Happy days. Happy days indeed, mate. It's a perfect way to end the podcast. Obviously, we'll be back next week uh, after the the game again. Um, and uh, hopefully another win. Um, <laughs> it'll be it will be the same day this time because uh, obviously yeah. I've had problems with the internet, but the internet will be sorted by next week. So, uh, I will love you and leaves for now. And thankfully, made a positive podcast to eventually be able to talk about. It's been a good one this week. Uh, and yeah, Aye. see you later, everybody. Ta-da. Keep it tuned.